Welcome to episode 7 of the Misanthropod. I'm Snipe, and as per usual, I'm joined by this guy, Webb. Hello. Hello, I'm this guy. Hello, hello, this guy. How I'm, are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. How are you? I, I'm, I'm alright. I'm alright. I'm, uh, got a little bit of hay fever, so I'm gonna be sniffling and snorting and just sounding like, I don't know, an elder god kind of creature for a while. That is gonna be lovely for the people at home to hear. See, th- this is why we need to start a podcast, really, because... We have so many gifts to give to the ears of the people. Including hearing all your mucus <laughs> rolling around inside your head. Yeah, because they, they need to know that I'm human, and that'll make them feel... I don't fucking know. Okay, this is episode 7 of the Misanthropod or something, and I'm Snipe. What, what have you been up to, Wib? Oh, what have I been up to? Yes, what well, have you been doing? Save um, me from this fucking topic, please. <laughs> Save you from the discussion of the liquids inside your, your head cavity. It's literally been less than a minute and I've already fucked everything up, so just do anything else, okay? Uh, well, what have I been up to? Uh, well, I continued with my uh, my Doctor Who thing. Oh, okay, please tell everyone all about that. All uh, the time. There's not much to say. Um, I'm about I'm most of the way through series two now of, of the original Doctor Who. In case you missed last week, I'm, I'm going through the entire run of classic Doctor Who, and um, because I'm an idiot like that. Well, yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm near the end of series two. Um, enjoying it. It's it's been it's been interesting. Very very janky and old, obviously, but still still fun. Um, I'm happy because there is a character in it called Susan. Oh, who... she uh, she taking your fancy? No. No. no, okay. No, she is the Doctor's granddaughter. I'm not sure if she actually is the Doctor's granddaughter. I believe that may have been retconned fairly heavily. Mm. But she was a character that was introduced in the first episode as basically being the way that people found the Doctor. Because she was going to a human school, and she was... On the one hand, like, super intelligent and knew lots of ridiculous things she should have no way of knowing because she's a fucking Time Lord. Okay. And on the other hand, she also doesn't know fairly basic things about, like, human interaction because, well, she's an alien. Well, yeah. And so the teachers were, like, really concerned about her because they were like, yeah, um, she's obviously brilliant, but she's kind of socially maladjusted. We should probably go and find and go and speak to her grandfather who, who looks after her. And so that's how they find Doctor Who. So they literally discovered Doctor Who because, like, child services get involved. Basically, that's why the two people, the two original companions, along with the Doctor's granddaughter, are teachers. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, the thing is, Susan, the, the granddaughter, is really fucking annoying. <laughs> because they kind of forget the whole she's supposed to actually be smart, like, an episode in. And she's oh. just fucking thick the entire fucking run. And she's just really annoying. She's the one that, like, causes half of their problems. Because she's the one that gets them captured. She's the one that fucks up and runs off and does the worst thing. She's, like, double scrappy-doo. Yeah, she's just really annoying. And I was quite happy when she gets left on a post-apocalyptic version of London. She gets left there. I mean, it's because she she finds uh, a guy there who... um, is aiming to rebuild uh, society and um, with a group of other people, and she takes a fancy to him, so she stays. She stays with him. That's not just because you come across this guy that you you kind of like the look of in post-apocalyptic London. I think the doctor was just looking for an excuse to get rid of her. She was really fucking annoying. Okay, I guess I just can't understand the magnitude of her annoyance. <laughs> she was really annoying. Okay, so yeah, she's gone. So so I'm happy, but uh, yeah, no, nothing nothing particularly great to report with that at the moment because it's all. It's it's all same old, same old, because it's the, the first couple of series. It's The first Doctor's still around. Although he's not quite so much of a belligerent arsehole um, now. He he just kind of laughs weirdly a lot. It's kind of unsettling. But, uh, laughs weirdly? Was that, is that like he laughs at strange moments, or he had, just has a weird yeah, laugh? a little bit. Well, a, a little of column A, a little of column B. So he, he's basically me. He kind of um, would be like, oh, yes, dear boy. <laughs> 
Like, oh my! You gotta like there's this weird laugh while he's talking to people, and like someone will will like present him a problem, and he'll just start start laughing at like, oh, that's very interesting. <laughs> you know, like the side of me that's interested in psychology is like that's that's probably something to do with like stress or post traumatic stress disorder or or some kind of weird mental problem. Well. If like, it was one of the later Doctors, it could very well be post-traumatic stress, since mm, he goes through some pretty fucked up shit, yeah. but... Uh, I mean, like, there is the whole psychological cliche of, if a psychiatrist doesn't know what's what is your what your problem is, they'll just go, it's PTSD. Because <laughs> I got that a lot as a teenager. It's like, oh, I'm having trouble sleeping, and I'm scared of school, and everything is horrible. It's probably PTSD. Where did I get that from? You just get it. You just, just catch it. it. It's like a cold. Yeah, also, you might be faking it because you're a teenager and I don't like you, but, you know. Yeah, you didn't have much luck with that, did you? No, but that, that's a story for another time. That is indeed. <laughs> but yeah, apart from apart from Doctor Who, I've been binging the last couple of days on Way of the Samurai 4. I had noticed. I didn't, I didn't really want to bring it up, but... Yeah, so we, we've been Let's Playing that on the channel, and it's... It's just wrapped up. It's a um, very, very, very strange game. It's very short and built for replayability. And yeah, so I've been, I've been abusing that fact. <laughs> so if you've watched the, the Let's Play that we did, we went through the game, we mostly sided with the British, because the... <laughs> you can't help yourself. I can't help myself, because if, if you haven't seen it, the game is, you're basically a mystery samurai who goes into this town that's going through this whole thing where... There's a foreign invasion kind of element of the British coming on over. And... Well, it's not really invasion. It's basically a cultural kind of exchange thing where the British are coming in trying to bring modernization to Japan and they're trying to work with the local shogunate and there's also like rebel faction who violently oppose foreign interaction. Mm-hmm. And we kind of went along, along with the foreigners, <laughs> um, as, it's, as it's referred, and ended up... Uh, in a bad place. I won't say what it was, just in case you haven't watched it yet. It was a shit show, basically. And that's that's one of the endings, and there's ten endings to the game. And when you play it again, you carry across your character along with all of the experience he, he, well, they got with their abilities, because you have different styles that you can use. Um, for fighting, like different swords, um, swordsmanship styles, techniques, I guess. And you carry across your swords and how how high they're upgraded and any cosmetics you've got. Like, so there's a load of stuff that carries so a over. a New Game Plus kind of thing. Yeah, so you go into New Game Plus. But this, this game has a type of New Game Plus I was not anticipating. So because the way the game works is that you have multiple days that you go through and there's a finite amount of days and each section of a day like each daytime evening and night there's an event happening and you can side with the various factions you can do a bit of mix and matching so you can go all over the place and not really 100% side with one and do missions for kind of everybody but you'll miss loads of stuff out or you can all side with with one entirely and you'll see a much more coherent thing, but obviously you'll miss out the other one, so that's why the new game plus is there. But on top of that, there is a crazy amount of tiny little things you can do that carry on over into the next game. So there's little missions you can do, and like simple ones, like just go take a message to someone. One of those I got on my second playthrough was the blacksmith who repairs, which is the guy who repairs and upgrades your sword basically saying, oh, I'm going to retire and there's no one to take over for me. Um, but there was this one guy who I who I used to train. He used to be my uh, my apprentice. And he's the only one good enough to take over for me, but I don't know where he is. Um, maybe if you find him, you can, you can talk to him. And so you find him in the graveyard, this guy, and you talk to him and basically there's this whole thing where the son of the blacksmith and him both became apprentices of the blacksmith and... They were sort of helping, helping each other, um, and one of them ended up going off and getting themselves killed by uh, by joining the rebel faction, and it, it led to this whole thing where there's, there's like a lot of guilt. The guy blames himself. Uh, the the other apprentice blames themselves for the fact that this guy died, and so you have to convince him like it's not really his his fault, and he'll eventually go back and the, him and the blacks with makeup. And he replaces the, back of the blacksmith um, for that playthrough. And you're like, okay, that, that's a cool little side mission. 
Um, he's now the blacksmith permanently. Like, in every subsequent time I've been through the game, he's still the blacksmith. So things carry over. I'm desperately trying to figure out how that works. I know. That's like... Oh, well, that hurts my head. There's all these places that the Westerners have opened, like a hospital, a casino, and a language school. Get, getting all the bases. Yeah. And those things stay open or closed at the start of the next playthrough, depending on what they were at the end of your previous playthrough. Huh. So there's all these weird things that like carry over. And the weirdest one is that you will occasionally encounter your previous game self. Wandering around the world, and sometimes they'll pick a fight with you. So, you will pick a fight with you. Because the thing is, when you go into your new game plus, it's not like Dark Souls where you have to use the same dude. Mm. You can completely change the character. You can change them to look however you want, and rename them and everything. So you can effectively make a new character. So, yeah, that's kind of surreal. So, yeah, I got um, attacked by Kaiju Botherer. Oh, no. Um, Who knows? Which was which was kind of weird, and yeah, there's there's just so many like so obviously we did the let's play and we kind of went through pretty quickly through things and didn't really stop and hang around and do a lot of extra stuff because we kind of felt on the on the clock because of how rigid the structure is. You've got I think it's four days for the for the run up to it's the tournaments and something like that. like that, yeah. And so we didn't really want to waste time by doing lots of little missions in case we kind of missed a lot of stuff. It turns out we could have done as many missions as we wanted, because those don't count to your daytime at all. Well, to be fair, we had no real way of knowing, so... Well, that's the thing, because the game doesn't tell you a lot of stuff. Like, going through it again, I mean, aside from the fact I actually understand half the game mechanics that were confusing the hell out of us the whole way through. Like, how its vitality system works, where, like, your your vitality is not your health, it's like your 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 stamina, but you use that to regain health, so... If your vitality is down to nothing, then you can't regenerate your health, so you'll die easier. It's, yeah, that makes perfect it's sense. We- yeah, it's a really weird system, and it doesn't explain... The UI is, like, really badly, like, laid out, so it doesn't really explain to you what anything is, and you have to kind of infer what's happening. But there's just so many mechanics in the game that, like, I didn't get at all. I'm, try- I'm trying to think, like, things that just weren't there. You, you told me about, um, in your second or third playthrough... Uh, you had to use a mechanic where you basically turned your sword around and hit people with this with the flat end. Oh yeah, that that was actually the blacksmith quest. Mm. Um, because part of part of getting the guy to go back, I had to fight him, but I couldn't kill him, so I had to use the flat of my sword, which is a thing you can do, which is like you hold down I think it's L two and then press A, and then you flip your sword around. This at no point in our first playthrough came up, and at no point in any of my other playthroughs has come up, and I've played through the game like five times at this point. Never come up again, apart from that one time. And that's the thing, there's all these little things in it that just pop up one time, and then you go, okay, I guess that's a thing now. It's like the the whole, like we never messed around with the styles, and like the different uh, like fighting styles. But I've been messing around with that, and there's like completely different like sets of combos you can just assign, and then you level those up and unlock more things you can do with those. And there's like, well, there's an achievement for finding fifty of them, and I don't even think that's all of them. Oh god, and that's so thorough with like all the little bits and bobs that you could so easily overlook. It's so Kojima, you know what I mean? Yeah, there's all just so many little little mechanics that you just oh, it's it's so confusing because because you'd really really try to like see as much as you can on your first playthrough, but then going through a couple of times, I realised that there's no way of seeing everything in in one run. Because a couple of people said that like in, in in the comments that they would have liked to have seen us take down the big bad of the story. Have you figured out how to do that yet? No. <laughs> um, well, there you have it. Like I've I've looked. I had a look at um, some some guides because I've I've I, after going through a few times blind, I thought, well, I'll look at some guides to see how to get specific endings. And there's a couple of of ones where you die, which I found a few of those. And there's a few where you survive or deal with the things. Like, I, I did one earlier today, actually, that was what I would refer to as the everyone fucking dies ending. So what happens in that one? 
Uh, well, throughout that playthrough, nearly every named character either is killed by me or is killed by another named character. Like, <laughs> like, um, Jet Jaguar, or Jet Jenkins is his actual name. I, is, pref- I prefer Jet Jaguar. Um, gets fucking destroyed. He gets assassinated really brutally. He like gets he, assassinated really hard. He really fucking does. And, and like, I think at the end of it, I think the only two main, like, characters who aren't dead are the main bad guy. So, okay, so you literally kill or witness the murder of everyone but the one fucking guy who needs murdering. I mean, you do end running off to kill, to find him because he's in another town and you run off to try and kill him. And that's where your story ends is, like, <sighs> history forgets if you ever manage to find him and kill him. Oh, that's bullshit. Um, but yeah, I think it's just him, and I think the the um, Shigeru Moro, I think his name is <laughs> Shigi Moro. Yeah, um, I think he's the only. Other, I don't think he dies in that one. But pretty much every other main character is dead. I think Mega Melon survives as well. But yeah, in, in the way when I did it, yeah, um, <laughs> even Laura didn't survive. Oh shit! Okay. So yeah, that, that you, was. You were a very bad samurai. Yeah, that was that was pretty pretty rough. I, I guess what we will uh, what we'll probably do is that our next uh, next live stream might stream a a full run through of that. That sounds like that would be pretty good because it only takes like two hours or so to run through. So then people who've who've watched the let's play and want to see how differently you could go, we can go through it, and, and I'll take it down a, a radically different path. If I'm feeling really brave, I might look up and find out how to get, like, the super perfect ending where you kill the bad guy and unite all the, all the factions. Because I know that's, like, the super special ending. Because everything else is just considered a normal ending. Ugh. Which is why we got, like, an achievement when we did it and it said normal ending. And Whereas it's like, it wasn't a normal <laughs> ending, it was a very mean ending. It was... No one would ever describe what happened in that as being normal. No. But yeah, I might try and do, like, the super ending, although I will have to prepare a save for that. Like, I'll have to make sure, because I think you have to make sure that the hospital and the language school are open and the casino is closed. Okay. But yeah, apart from that, I haven't really done much. Um, I was actually legitimately earlier trying to think what I've done for the last two weeks, and I don't remember. Well, you've been working and Doctor Whoing and playing Way of the Samurai. Yeah, and I don't... I'm legitimately having trouble of remembering what's happened for the last, like, week and a half. It's, it's okay, you're old. Yeah, It's the thing that happens. I'm getting old. It's... You're getting really old now. Memory's going. I'm going senile. But now I've finished blabbing. What have, you, what have you been doing? I've been doing really cool stuff for the past two weeks. Like, uh, oh, I don't know. Um, very lovely, lovely fan of ours, Videocoin, gifted us Doom 4. And I've been playing that, and it's fucking life-changing. You haven't really done anything but play Doom 4, No, have it's... You? No, actually, I've barely eaten. <laughs> <laughs> I won't talk to my friends. It, it, has, it has enthralled me. It is fantastic. I am really, really loving that game. I've completed the, the campaign, um, which I thought was actually really fantastic. I think, like... Okay... So before Doom 4 came out, I was really not interested because I remember it being announced like like a year ago. There was like they had like a four second trailer. Yeah, wasn't it just a revenant screaming? Pretty yeah, much? and it was just like fucking whatever. I was and so aggressively unimpressed. Wasn't there like a, a beta of it that came with like Wolfenstein: The New Order? Oh, there was, wasn't there? So I remember the sticker on front of it, but I never heard anyone say anything about it. No, I didn't eat. Fuck, okay, now I'm gonna have to go look at what happened with that. But yeah, I never heard anything about that. And then, like, there was some other, like, clips and stuff that came out, and it was. Eh, it looked a bit serious. And then there was the, um. It was like an E3, uh, like, bit of gameplay footage. Um, basically, where, like, Doomguy, like, unlocking a door by tearing off some guy's hand. And I, I wasn't particularly impressed by that either. I really felt like Doom 4 was just going to be riding on the coattails of Doom and just be another generic bullshit fucking tie-in. Yeah, I mean, that 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 gameplay stuff, that was when it still had the piss filter, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, which I'm so glad they were. When everything just had this, this fine coating of urine, so everything was horrible and yellow. Yeah, it was... Yeah. It was pretty unpleasant. And yeah, and then it came out, and... Shockingly, reviewers liked it. I mean, the... the the big kind of thing for me, I was, I thought was a bit of a, uh, 
the big warning for me was like they didn't give out review codes to reviewers. Yeah, that's usually a bad that's sign. That's usually a very, very bad sign. So I was like, oh, okay, how bad is this going to be? And especially after the multiplayer beta that was very meh. It was okay. That was the thing. It was yeah. it was aggressively, yeah. It's... Well, we liked it way more than most people did. Yeah, yeah, definitely. As in, we thought it was okay. Yeah. And didn't want to uh, go and burn down id's offices over it. No. It was really weird that they put out the just the multiplayer as well, for, like, public access. Because, like, I heard somewhere, what was it, that they didn't want to give out review codes because apparently the the servers weren't working, and they were, like, we don't want you to have, like, we don't want you to have an incomplete experience, and uh, that's why we're not giving reviewers review codes. Which is still a really bad sign. Mm. But then it's like, you've got the multiplayer public beta. That was out, like, a, was a couple of weeks before launch? Yeah, so... What? Whatever. I don't, I don't fucking... I'm not in Bethesda's mm. brain, which is obviously a very strange and frightening place. But no, so, like, I booted up, because I'm like, I've been hearing, you know, critics I respect going, you know, holy shit, you know what? This is good. So, you know, I booted up, and get a gun, and, like, the music comes up, and then the splash screen happens, and then, yeah, shotgun cock, and then you go out, and it's like, go murder everything! And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'll do that. So I go out, and, you know, unlike Polygon, I actually know how to play video games. So I go out, and I'm fast about it. And, you know, you, you work your way through, and there's 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 drones in it that you get upgrade points for your weapons for, where you can unlock, like, alt fire, almost. Like, different yeah. types of alt fire, which are really cool. There's loads of collectibles, which means, like, there's a really cool thing where after you've done a level, you can just go back and do it. And go back and look for collectibles or secrets, because there's a good, good few secrets in this game. And there's also this really cool thing... Where you'll find these levers randomly placed around. And when you pull one, you'll hear, like, a bit of E1M1 music from the first Doom play. And that'll mean that a door's open somewhere near you that's got a little exit of, like, a Doom, like, one or two level. Like, it's got the uh, the old school textures and the everything on it. The old school textures, it. yeah. And, like, the old school pickups, which I love. Like, mm. you have, like, super health and, and, like, stuff like that. And it's just like... This is fucking fantastic. Um, you can go back at pretty much any point you want um, and just go and collect those. There's rune trials, which means that they're kind of like... You know like the Call of Duty perks in the multiplayer where it's like, oh, you can... You run faster after a melee kill or fucking whatever. Mm, yeah. You basically... You do rune trials to unlock those. So I got one where... Because you get like double jump boots like a few levels in. And I got one where it was like, you have greater air control, which is just like, that's fantastic. Although it has been fucking me up in the multiplayer. But I digress. I really like how they took the piss filters off, so everything actually kind of has colour. I think you can still apply them, because I remember seeing a filter option in the, think, the menu, because I, I, I have played yeah. like an hour of it. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Heathen. You played an hour of it like ages ago and haven't completed it by now. Get I on my level. Around to it. And you've been playing way the fucking samurai all day. That's what you've been doing. Can, can you go back and do game plus and kill yourself in Doom Four? No, exactly. No. no okay. You know what? Everyone gets one. <laughs> but yeah, they've, they've taken the piss filter off, which I'm greatly appreciative of because then it has color. I mean, like the first time you go to hell. Spoiler: In Doom, you go to hell. But like, um, it's a bit grey at the beginning because like, like you basically jump down this a big demon skull that you walk into which is actually really fucking cool and it, it looks nice and you'd think like you know all the, the glory kills yeah. you'd think that that would brutally interrupt gameplay and be really irritating it's actually really helpful it kind of helps reduce combat fatigue you get health and armor from glory killing demons that and it's fucking cool no matter how many times you've done it yeah I, I found in, in my little bit of uh, my, my, my little taster of it, um, that yeah. Whereas I thought, cause, I mean, I, it was a problem with the the old. I think it was the E3 trailer, um, where people were looking at it and going like, "Yeah, these these like elaborate takedowns. That's going to get really annoying really quickly." I am certain they must have slowed them down or something in the E3 trailer, or maybe it's just a matter of perception. Not sure. Maybe they do feel faster in the final they game. Do, they but do, but still, I like. I thought they would still feel like they, like they'd feel like the combat was, like, running to a halt, but because the combat is... 
if you're doing it right, polygon. You're, you're not polygoning it, then you're running around super fast. So those few seconds that you have where like an elaborate kill is happening, that's a break from that hecticness, and it allows you to sort of recenter yourself. Like, where am I standing? Like, where are the enemies around me? And then sort of allows you to reacquaint yourself. And yeah, as you say, it, it helps alleviate combat fatigue a little bit. So it work, works surprisingly well. I don't know if that's what they, they designed it as or I, whether I, they just played a lot of Brutal Doom and went, let's put that in the game. Yeah, I would say that that is definitely designed because it is so beautifully done. Like, um, yeah, you go in, you glory kill something, you get health and ammo, it gives you a couple of seconds so you can reorient yourself. And it continues to reinforce the incredibly aggressive style of play that you need to play it properly. So it's like, yeah, that, that's been designed perfectly. Like, that's, that's beautifully done. Elegant as fuck, one might say. Mm. And I really do love that. It's like, you know, you're sitting there going, I have no health, no armor, and I've, I'm out of fucking ammo. I've gotta go, I gotta go fucking stamp on something's head. You know, it's like, risk reward as well in there, and it's just, it's, Really, really, good. I really appreciate that. Oh, what else? I also really do like the soundtrack. Like uh, this, as weird as that, like that might sound, but no, it's a really important thing. Music is important, and uh, it's fucking fantastic. So, in the soundtrack, it's very kind of like metal step. I guess is what it could be referred to as. I'm not. I'm not hip and with it, as a lot of you might be able to tell. Uh, I'd, I'd say it's very industrial um, rock. Yeah. It's, it's, probably, it's probably the easiest way of describing it, because it does flit genres a lot. Which I am so okay with. Because like, some of the stuff near the start is very, very industrial rocky, so the kind of guitars and synths, you know. Oh, and I, then I, there's I'm stuff a like sucker for that kind of music. Yeah, and then there's stuff later on that gets... Like, I've heard, seen you playing like towards the end of the game, and then it starts getting really heavy, like more yeah. into... into much more conventional metal territory. Yes, um, it's beautiful. There's a track called Rip and Tear. Just enjoying that. They really have embraced the Rip oh, and Tear thing in this game. Rip and Tear! Isn't that in the, fir- the first line of dialogue in the entire game? Yeah. Quote, it just says Rip and Tear in it. Well, it. It's got it in the quote. I can't remember what it is exactly, but it's like, yeah, it's got Rip and Tear in it. And I'm just like, I want to kiss you. <laughs> I want to kiss you deeply in the mouth. <laughs> It's so perfect. I, that's another thing. I love how they've just thoroughly embraced Doom. Like, you know, the older Doom. Not, not, not really Doom 3, but Doom 1 and 2. You know, the ones everyone loves. <laughs> like, it, you can always tell if there's a lot of love in something that people have created. You can always tell. And in Doom 4, I'm going to bet there's a fuck ton of love in there. Because, like, there's certain little nods and references to the older games it's just like yeah you fucking you probably grew up or spent most of your formative years playing this game <laughs> like I did and I can fucking tell cause like like I was trying to describe it to um to my brother and I was like it's literally how at the time when we were playing Doom what Doom felt like that's how Doom 4 plays yeah it, it does remind me a lot of of Brutal Doom where it's obviously a much more modernised version of the original Doom, but it feels very much how it how it felt, how your mind remembers it feeling back in the day. Exactly. Yeah. Like when you when you go back and play like a lot of old games and and you go, oh, this I, these graphics look. I'm sure these graphics were better. <laughs> I'm sure this didn't look this much like shit. Like basically, any time you pick up a PS1 game you've not played for twenty years. Oh fucking yeah. And you go. This you, didn't this game used to look good? Yeah. Like, in your head, it doesn't look like shit, but, you know, and it didn't play like shit either. Nostalgia. It's yeah. fantastic. And so it's nice that, yeah, it, it does feel like, even though even though on a fundamental level, the new Doom is, is a, still a modern first-person shooter and has all of the things that go with that, like how it controls and... Little things like 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 you're having a perk system and an RPG system to some degree of how you of like leveling up your guns Upgrades and your suit. And, yeah, but it's it's very much built on on the ideology of a very old shooter, and I think that's what really really helps because it's 
it's not a kind of shooter you get very often outside of like Painkiller and Serious Sam that kind of shooter isn't really made anymore no I mean even then those are a good few years old well yeah yeah that's true so I mean but no it it has perfectly encapsulated the old kind of first person shooter where like the old just one man fucking screaming army walking through hell fuck the story who gives a damn (laughs) It's really, really got that. I mean, it does fuck it up a bit towards the end where there's literally a point where I sat there and went, this is the antithesis of what they've been doing. Where you you meet up with a guy and he basically locks you in his office and goes, oh, take armor and like weapons if you want, but you got to listen to me talk. And your gun is put away and you have to fucking stand there and listen to him talk at you. And I'm just like, no, no, this is wrong. This is... Why aren't I punching stuff right now? And that's like literally, I was like, why aren't. No, this is stupid. I should be blowing shit up. This is dumb. This is not what I'm for. Stop talking to me. Let me fucking leave. I, I guess after an entire game's worth of Doom Guy shirking his responsibilities. Oh, no, he never, he never shirks his responsibility. He just refuses to play that guy's fucking game for the longest time. Well, you know, of, of ignoring any time that people try to do exposition at him. <laughs> Um, then at, at some point they were like, okay, we kind of have to sit him down and actually explain a few things to the player. Mm. But that's another thing that I really, really, really love about this. Doom Ghost personality. Well, sorry, the Doom Slayer's personality, the Doom Marine or Doom Guy, who, whatever you want to refer to him as. How, like, yeah, the first time you wake up, like, this guy's like, oh, yeah, we could work together. I'm, I'm, I want you to go and, like, fucking do this. And Doom Guy just throws the monitor. And he's just like, no. And then the second time, like, in, like, the next, like, couple of minutes, he's like, hey, we could, like, really do some good work. And you understand that I had to do what, I had to open the portal to hell because, uh, not because I'm a bad guy, because of all this energy crisis. And he just punches the fucking comms unit. And he keeps just harassing you. And Doom Guy is, is like, he cares less and less. And there's, like, there's a fucking brilliant point where you've got to shut down, like, these weird tubes. Because, um, not really a spoiler, but this is, like, to do with the story where the reason all the portals have opened and stuff is because they've decided to funnel what they refer to as Argent Energy, basically from hell, to solve the world's energy crisis. Oh, yeah, demon energy. It's, it's totally fine. Yeah, it's not fine, though. Well, they've run out of Mako energy, so <laughs> now we're, we're, we're gone from siphoning Earth's energy, we're just into siphoning the underworld's energy. Yeah, and demons are a bit cranky about that. Weirdly enough, I don't get it, but whatever. Well, would you fucking like it if, like, some other otherworldly beings broke into your house and started using your iPhone charger? I'd be furious. I'd be like, you could have at least fucking asked and knocked, maybe, but that's beside the point. So, like, Doom Guy's like, I don't fucking care. I just want to kill all the demons and mean that they're not here anymore. So, he's like, okay, you've got you've to break these tubes. But you've, you've got to be very careful. Here's how you shut them down. And Doom Guy kind of just, he curb stomps them. Because he does not give a fuck. He's just like beating, like, this guy's like, no, oh, okay, oh. Mmm. That's irreplaceable technology. Mmm, fuck. Like, you can almost hear him fucking having a hernia. It's fantastic. And then you get, like, get to the last one. And he's like, no, no, this is the last one. You need to be really careful with this. Um, because it's, like, the only one left of its kind. And it's really, really important. And Doom Guy's like, nah. And then just beats the shit out of it. And it's like, I love this fucking guy. He's fantastic. And, like, the little thing, like, the first time you pick up a little... You get, like, a little, uh, like, a Doom Guy collectible. And you pick him up and you have a look at him. And then he pulls his arm up, moves his, his like his hand, and then fist bumps him and does, like, the little wavy fingers thing. And it's like, oh my god, that's it's amazing. A, it is a very gifable moment. Oh, it's fantastic. I love it. But, yeah, I... So, I, I, completed, I completed that. And I thought I'd move on to the multiplayer, because I hadn't played it since the open beta. And I'm quite pleasantly surprised with it. It was a bit hard to, to get used to, as, you know, starting a new multiplayer game always is. But, like... Yeah, you start, so you start off, I started off at like level one, I think, or zero. I can't remember what level you start at. Where you've got like no, you've got no customization options. You've got the basic weapons and you don't have any custom loadouts. You know, stereotypical kind of multiplayer shtick as, as it that, goes. The awful thing of modern multiplayer shooters where, yeah. where for the first ten levels of leveling up, you have shitty equipment and everyone else just dominates you. Yeah. Thank uh, you, Call of Duty, for yeah, that. Yeah, fuck Call of Duty for that. <laughs> but, like, 
I mean, yeah, I'm not going to say it was pleasant, because it wasn't, and it was like, playing Team Deathmatch, it's like, oh, yeah, um, if there's like a couple of people who are like level 40 or 50 on the other team, you're fucked. You are straight fucked. And it's like, oh, okay. I think, I don't, I think like that really didn't help, but I think I was unlucky with my teams as well. But yeah, I, I fought through it and I got to like level 10 and like every level you get like a shit ton of unlocks. But like you get like new taunts because there's like 150 taunts. Because like at the end of a match, if you're one of the top three like most valuable players of either team, that you're like put on a podium and you can like do dances and stuff. Mm. And it's like, it's so stupid, but it's so funny. Yeah, it just seems to be a thing now of being able to do that. I think the first the first game that I, I remember seeing it in was Loadout. Loadout is like, I think that's the first one I saw it in as well. And it's like, you know what? It's, it's, okay, it's pretty good. <laughs> I'm quite, quite a fan of that. But there's like, oh, there's a really old Doom gif of like, I'm trying, okay, this is going to be really difficult describing this to a listening audience, but please bear in mind, I'm not very good at this. So there's like, um, someone's taking the body of a, a dancer doing, like, a weird, like, sideways skank forward in, like, a blue tracksuit and put Doomguy's head from, like, Doom 1 and 2 on it. So his eyebrows are kind of, like, looking in the direction that he's dancing and he's holding, like, I don't know, like, the chain gun or the lightning gun. Like, just moseying down the halls. You can get that as a taunt. As, like, you you do the little dance and it's like, oh my god. The moment I I saw a gif of that and I was like, I'm in love with that and I need it. I need it so (laughs) fucking hard. But I haven't gotten it yet, so I'm just like, fuck. But no, like another thing about the multiplayer, and this is this probably speaks more about the the current state of gaming. That when I got there, like when I was looking at my unlocks and everything, there wasn't any fun bucks, and there wasn't any. Well, if you pay this much money, you can unlock everything now, and there wasn't any of that. And I was genuinely surprised. I was like, oh. So no microtransactions. No microtransactions for <laughs> Overwatch. Sorry, because fun books might not necessarily mean anything to anyone else. Okay, sorry, <laughs> but yeah, like no microtransactions, and I was just like, I was legitimately blown away by it. And it's like that's sad. That's a damning indictment of modern yeah, day fucking it, gaming, isn't it? It feels funny because you mentioned that to me, and I was actually trying to think. I mean, maybe someone who's listening to this might might be able to correct me, but I couldn't actually think of a single game published by Bethesda that has microtransactions beyond DLC. Like, and like, as in, like, an actual DLC thing. I mean, I know that they did have their whole horse armor thing with, Obl- with Oblivion. <sighs> yeah. But that was that was quite a while back now. But, like, mm. I'm trying to think of modern stuff, but then what happens, I'm thinking of Bethesda games, and all I can think of is, is Doom, Dishonored, um, Fallout, and Elder Scrolls, and then I kind of forget if they do anything else. They probably don't do anything else. Apart Wolfenstein, from, you know, just sit there on piles of money, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> but I can't think of them actually doing, like, like the really aggressive microtransaction thing in any games. No. So I'm, I'm grateful for that. Yeah. Uh, I'd say the only downside to it, I mean, this hasn't happened in multiplayer, but in single player, I've gotten a lot of random crashes. Uh, not, like, like, every couple of minutes or every... Like, I'll get one, like, maybe every hour... Like if it's just feeling pernickety, because I can I can play for a good like a good while and not have it crash, but occasionally it'll just go I don't exist and just desktop, which is a massive fucking pain in the ass. That and we can't fucking record it because mm. it's a, a bit a weird confliction with AMD graphics cards, which is just like Bethesda get your fucking shit together. As good as this is. Come on, make a game that can be fucking record. I, I don't get it. Yeah, it's it's weird because it's if we try and record it with like fraps or something like that, then all it captures is the audio and the single frame that was the start of the recording. Mm. And OBS, OBS just crashes. So yeah, I'm I'm really really loving Doom, but be wary it it is a bit unstable. I can't remember if you said if you actually like the multiplayer or not. I like the multiplayer. Um, it's it's a, it's a first-person multiplayer game with like you know you can turn into like demons and shit, which you unlock pretty relatively. You unlock relatively quickly. Is it improved from the beta that was out a few weeks before? I honestly, I'm not sure. I'd say maybe. Or is it just because now you've got access to the wider variety of weapons and maps and I and think things? that's it. To be fair, I think because before it was basically you get two levels and one of them wasn't great. It, it wasn't a fantastic level. 
So yeah, and I think now it's just as a more complete package, it's way more enjoyable. The multiplayer and yeah, and Doom Four campaign story mode is fantastic. I, I really, really. I mean, I guess, I guess that's the thing. What if you've got a multiplayer that's merely okay attached to a really, really enjoyable single player? Then that's way less egregious than only having the multiplayer, which is what you had in the beta, mm. and the multiplayer when that's kind of subpar. Then you just kind of like, eh. yeah. But when you when it's attached to something that's already quite good, then you you're kind of willing to l- let any problems with the multiplayer slide a little bit because yeah. it's not the main attraction. My, uh, another problem I have with the multiplayer is that when you select multiplayer from the Doom main menu, it basically closes down Doom and opens up a new executable. Oh, you mean like Call of Duty does? Yeah, and it's fucking stupid because it's like I have to sit there for like a couple of minutes waiting for the fucking menu to load, then I have to quit out of it and do that again. <laughs> yeah, because our machine is right on the edge of Ooh, the minimum requirements. It, ooh, yeah. Oof. Yeah, it's, it's a bit rough. <laughs> but no, I like it. Would recommend. Hmm. Um, what else have I been up to? Uh, I watched two seasons of BoJack Horseman. That is a weird show. Yeah, it's, it's on Netflix, and it's like... There's like two seasons of it, and for those of you that know, BoJack Horseman is a... It's, it happens in a, will, a weird world where anthro uh, people are a thing, like anthro animals, so you get like people who, who yeah, Bojack Horseman himself is basically a horseman, and you get like dog people and bird people and, and stuff like that, and it's just, it's, it's a bit strange. you kind of like, okay, yeah, it's random adult cartoon kind of level of strangeness. And he's, he's like a, uh, he was famous for a sitcom where he was the main character of, it was called Horsing Around, and now it's basically following him around modern day, where he's just overweight, miserable, abusing alcohol and all kinds of drugs, and is unable to f- form any long-lasting meaningful relationships because of his inherent self-loathing and shattered ego, and it's fucking the, the horseman! Yeah. He's a horseman, and it's like such... It deals with such dark fucking issues, and and then you stop and go, like, okay, wait, no, he's talking to a woman who's literally married to a dog man called Mr. Peanut Butter. But they're but they're having legitimate marital <laughs> issues, like legitimate, re- like getting a bit real marital problem. It's like, so I watched like the first season, is going, what the fuck is this? What am I watching? Yeah, because you started watching it, and then I, I was doing something else, but then I just became mesmerised by it as well, so I ended up watching the whole thing with you, and I never intended to. No! And I just couldn't look away. It's just fucking, like, like it, it gets to the point where, like, there's, there's, there's an episode where, um, I, I, I kind of don't want to spoil anything, but he basically, he's, he's doing something he's always wanted to do, and he's, he breaks the law and gets into this, gets, get, breaks into this, like, museum where he can basically film a scene that needs to happen in this movie, but the producers have told him no. And the, the person, the director's like, okay, we need you to get sad and cry. And he's like, I can't do that. And he's like, I, I can't do that. And it's like, okay, okay, fine. Then just, you know, and she does the whole, okay, so this, this happens, this sad thing happens, and now you need to react to it. And she's like, okay, that, that, that's perfect, and then, then they leave. And then he just, like, kind of just... It's really quiet, and he just stops, and he lights up a cigarette, and he just fucking breaks down. It's like, what? This is a show about a horseman who knows a woman who's married to a dog man called Mr. Peanut Butter. There is... It is weird, because, like, the start of the show, there's, there's a lot of... Jo- you know, so there's a lot of jokes and wacky stuff, like, at the, the start, especially. Mm. And then every now... Like, there's, it never really stops being, like, like having those jokes and being silly, but they, there's some episodes, especially later on, where you go, there's been, like, like three things I would count as jokes in this entire episode, and the rest of it is just drama. It's just really dark fucking drama, and you're like... But I'm into it. Yeah! It's so fucking weird. I mean, it's only got, like... It's it's only got, like, barely three stars on Netflix, which is, like, I can kind of understand, because it is tonally very strange, because, yeah, occasionally you just sit there and go... Because I, I would basically turn around to you, like, halfway through a really dark scene and go, do you remember when this was a comedy? Because <laughs> it's... Oh, my God, it's so... I would recommend it, just because it's so strange. Like, Bojack, Bojack Horseman does the thing of, like, a lot of the characters in it are quite complex and quite self-serving, and they do shitty things, and... But you still, like, 
kind of want to see them work it out. I, I guess what it is is that for saying that most of them are animals, yes, they're very human. Mm. Um, where even even when they're doing shitty things, they're kind of trying to not be shit. Um, and as such, you kind of want to root for them, even though they're technically awful people. Yeah. I mean, the worst thing was is that we, we nearly never watched the show, because... Because oh, the marketing was horrific. Well, I mean, we saw loads of adverts for it on fucking Tumblr, of all places, mm. which made the show look like a cheap knockoff of Family Guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we were like, wow, that looks like the most tedious fucking bullshit. And then, yeah, we actually watch it and go, wow, that's actually really not indicative of the show at all. Yeah, it's nothing like Family Guy or American Dad, because, well, for a start, it's cleverly written. (laughs) (laughs) Hindsight is a fantastic thing. Because, yeah, I used to to like Family Guy and that, and then it was just like, hey, we're going to say really nasty or shocking things. That's basically what it devolved into. Yeah, sometimes I wonder if Family Guy did get worse or if um, we just got older. (laughs) I think maybe it's maybe both. Yeah, so yeah, I, I can definitely recommend giving that a, giving that a watch just because it is very interesting, and it, you might be able to figure out what it is quicker and more betterer than what I can. So <laughs> get your head around it. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's basically all I've been doing. Really. Is there uh, any video game news that we wanted to talk about? <sighs> well, okay. Well, let me just say that. There would have probably been a lot more video game news if every single video game like news website wasn't fapping over fucking Overwatch. It is pretty bad. It is fucking everywhere, and it's like <laughs> I was looking earlier today for like like things to talk about, and it was like I I was looking at like a, a tile kind of thing of you know like lots of websites have like tiles of, of oh because apparently desktop fucking PCs don't exist and they keep making everything for goddamn mobile devices. Well, yes. Yes. But having all the different different news stories. And I was looking at it, and I was like, there's like six different news stories here, just about Overwatch. Like, oh, this is our Overwatch review. Oh, this is the best classes to play in Overwatch. Oh, this is this is why Overwatch is doing so well. Oh, this is this is a really good replay of something done in Overwatch. It's like, I, is, I, I get they're, it. They're, put, they're, they're teasing, they're adding more heroes, <laughs> because the roster wasn't fucking gargantuan yeah. enough as it is. Also, stop making Overwatch porn, we'll send you cease and desists. Which is an interesting news story, actually. That is, yes. So, uh, Blizzard uh, are getting really cranky because people are making Overwatch porn. Yeah, um, I actually read the thing about this. So, apparently what what has happened is that, uh, like, basically anything that comes out now, people are making making porn of it. And, and specifically, it's source filmmaker porn that's source been targeted. Source filmmaker porn is fucking everywhere. Like, Wow. And 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 the reason is far less interesting, actually, than than you'd be led to believe. Because what you want to believe is that Blizzard were just really pissed off that people were making porn with their characters. What you mean, like Bioshock Infinite, when the guy came out and was like, "Stop making pornography of Elizabeth," and everyone was like, I, "I'm sorry, I can't hear you. You've literally just inspired my boner to make more and more Elizabeth porn." Yeah, we we assume you you just kind of assume that it's people. It's just Blizzard being kind of prote- overly protective over it and go look. If you make something, people are going to make porn of it. It just happens. It's I, Rule 34. It's yeah. like, look, I I found peace as an online creator many years ago when I just accepted the fact that whatever I make, whatever it may be, whether it's a podcast, a picture of a space marine, or whatever, whatever I put out there, someone, somewhere will probably masturbate over it. And that's not stating that what I've created is sexy. Or, it's, it's, and it's also, you're not being a dick to the person fapping over it. No, no, it's just, that's what people are like. See, people I, will fap over anything. I, I first came into contact with this in, in college at Games Dev when I was designing a, a female character to make in 3D, yeah. where uh, a friend of mine leaned over my shoulder and went, you know what, Snipe? You're, the women you draw, if they were real, I would fuck them really hard. And I was like, okay, Lars, you need to leave me alone. <laughs> I need to process yeah. that. But no, it's like, if it's there, someone will fap to it. Someone will think it's sexy yeah. and You've more power to it. it. You've just got to accept it. Whereas it's literally, I think it's the, called the Streisand effect, where if you try and stop something from, from being out there, it forces people 
to not do that. Yeah, but the the actual reason reason being because it's not actually Blizzard themselves that have put the claims in because it's on like Pornhub or something where some guy uploaded his source oh, filmmaker I, porn. Oh no, like I was literally like browsing Reddit and there is like an Overwatch Rule Thirty Four subreddit. Of course there is because there always is. Of course something there is there on Reddit. But yeah, um, so this company that's working on behalf of Blizzard got got these source filmmaker videos taken down. From from I think it was Pornhub, but it could have been any other could one be of those, anyone, those yeah. things. Um, not that I have in depth knowledge of, of different free porn websites. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> sponsor us, <laughs> Pornhub, please. <laughs> That's a sponsor. Oh God! If that this podcast happens... is brought to you by Pornhub. <laughs> Okay, but seriously, if Pornhub wants to sponsor us, that'd be okay. You were saying? But yeah, this company working on behalf of Blizzard got it taken down from Pornhub or wherever. And the reason being is is not because of them just being like, oh, you can't make porn of our things. Of our precious characters. Of our precious characters. It's just simply that the models used in some of this porn were actually ripped from the games. So it is actually a legit copyright infringement because... (laughs) actual physical models that were created, well not physical models, but actual models created for the game were ripped out of it and then used for some other art, shall we say. And that's what they're t- that's what they're <laughs> actually it can be art, Yeah, that you? that's what they're taking umbrage with. So <sighs> unfortunately it's not as funny as as you initially think. Yeah, but at the same time that's still gonna make people go I really want to make some Overwatch porn. Well, yeah. I was on the fence, but now, ooh. Mm. <laughs> I've heard, I've, I've heard tale that it's, um, is it Widowmaker the sniper? Yeah, that's her. Yeah, um, uh, that there is a lot of porn of her and Tracer together. I've seen a lot of porn with Widowmaker in it, and there is Tracer as well. But but I mean, I mean, like uh, like those two paired porn. Oh, I yeah, I, I don't pay too much attention to, to porn really, but I, I'm just going across what I've heard on the grapevine. Uh, I have also heard this on. The vine, the gra- the grapevine. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it's it will still have the the effect of people making more. Uh, yes, yes, I would assume so. Which, great, <laughs> <laughs> awesome. You do you, you magnificent fox. Speaking of Overwatch, because that's as we've said, all you can fucking find information about. Um, you you had a, yes. a, a little experience with uh, with Overwatch. Oh, oh yes, I had a very very funny experience. So I was on I was on uh, a US WoW server, Moonguard, doing my my dirty little role plays that everyone probably thinks I'm a weirdo for. And trade chat was ablaze talking about Overwatch, and I was like, well, you it's know, a Blizzard game. It's a know? Blizzard game. It makes sense. And then people started coming and going. T Pain is streaming Overwatch. This is T Pain the. Rapper slash producer slash abuser of auto tune. The very same. And then people were like, a little bit of silence, and then other people came back and was like, holy shit, you guys, T Pain is streaming Overwatch. And I was like, I'm not sure if this is true. And then someone posted a link going, I'm legit not trolling, as if reading my mind. <laughs> so I go and I, I boot it up, and fucking hell, there he is, streaming Overwatch. And I'm just like, this is the most fucking surreal thing. Was he any good? No, not really. He was getting really, really cranky because he was like, he was, he was doing, he was being a bit DSP and being like, oh god, yeah, their weapons are more powerful than mine for some reason, and um, god, oh, it's but, fucking bullshit. Yeah, he was, he was basically just cry, crying bullshit all over, and it's like I was really surprised because he had like subscriptions set up and stuff, and I was like, holy shit. And he's like, no, I'm still like getting, I'm still, I'm getting fucked up because I'm used to playing Doom. That's what's happening. That's why I'm not doing so well. And I'm like. It was so fucking surreal. I am totally down for this, for seeing, like, legit celebrities, like, streaming games. because and sucking at them. Because I want to see someone, like, I don't know, like, like see, see, like, a real drip. Like, Chris Martin. Someone like yeah. that. Like, I want to see him play Doom. <laughs> I, w- I want to see his, I want to see his, his shock and repulsion at seeing people ripped apart. That would amuse me, but then I am a complete bastard. You are a bit, but 
No. It was Do people know who Chris Martin is anymore? I the guy from Coldplay? I think you're just showing your age now. You've Probably. You've been like, hey guys. Do, Col- do Coldplay still make music? I, I, don't, I don't think know. so. I don't know. I, I, every time someone actually um, plays Coldplay music in my presence, I fall asleep for about three hours, so. No, I get you. So I, it's really hard for me to pay attention if I'm actually still around or not. No, that's fine. That and you are old as sin. Well, there is that. So, yeah. But, yeah, that was a very strange experience. Oh, speaking of strange experiences, that's a really bad segue. But I, I have another topic. Okay, and you go for <laughs> well, it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna grab this topic. That's with the my thing. Hands. When a segue is terrible, you're not supposed to draw attention to it. You're just supposed to bulldoze through I it. I know. Okay, so here's my segue, everyone, and I hope everyone thought it was really good. <clears throat> okay, so have you heard? Now, this is old news, granted, but this basically broke after we'd done recording the podcast like the two weeks ago. So, not much we could have done about it. Uncharted 4 had recently been has recently been released, and um, everyone's basically going, this is the best game in the world, because, you know, Uncharted fans like Uncharted. Big shock. Yeah. Um, a, a man called Michael Thompson at the Washington Post didn't like it that much. He didn't think it was literally God in, in, on a game disc. And uh, that made people angry, to the point where... Uh, a disgruntled fan decided to go and create a petition on change.org to remove that bad review, or what he perceived, they perceived, as a bad review of Uncharted 4. It was to remove it from Metacritic, to wasn't it? To remove it from Metacritic, and it's like... Apart from the fact that's probably one of the most stupidest fucking things I've ever heard, Troy Baker fucking signal-boosted that. Yeah. And it's like, okay, okay, so fucking real talk right now. If you don't like something... Okay, fine. Some people, even if something's fucking fantastic, or at least you think it is the best thing ever, some people won't like it. Well, I, I don't. Even, I, I I can't get into the Uncharted series. I have because tried I, to get into it, and I don't. I just can't get. I can't get on with it. I, I love. I love like the, the the setup and the way it's like the way it's put together and everything. But I fucking hate the combat. So mm. I could just never get into the series. No, Sam, I, I, I really struggled playing that game to the point where I'm just like, well, fuck it, I'll, I'll give up. I'll probably try again in, like, I don't know, mm. a decade or something. But I, I, but I don't think people are stupid or wrong for liking no, it. No, it's, like, it's like, the stuff I like, I love Metal Gear Solid. I am a massive Metal Gear fan. I appreciate, I know that, that some people, quite a few people will fucking hate it for the same reason I love it. Mm. And that's okay. That doesn't mean that I can't enjoy Metal Gear Solid anywhere near as much. It just means that some people might not agree with me, which is fine. I don't fucking care if you hate something that I like. I don't fucking mm. care. It doesn't remove my enjoyment. Well, yeah, it does... It, it it leads into this weird thing, because, like, the guy that did it, I, I read up a little bit about him. Um, was it Michael... Michael Thompson. Michael Thompson. Um... He apparently he he's kind of a little bit notorious for contrarian reviews. Well, okay, um, which is just fair if enough. He wants to be contrarian. That's fine. Yeah, um, and so the fact he he he, make, he does his review and it scores low, and so it brings the score down on Metacritic slightly. It's like, see, I don't know what Metacritic. Why anyone gives a shit? I don't. I've never used Metacritic because I think it's a pointless website. It's kind of pointless. It's like, I, I have this, this thing when it comes to reviews, is that there are a handful of reviewers that I I don't necessarily agree with everything they say, but I understand that where their opinions come from. So I know that if they say they like something or not like it, how, if I will like it or not like it in comparison to their opinions. So it's like, if, if I say, like, um, Total Biscuit uploads a video talking about a game and... If he like, if he talks about this, if he talks about like the story, like in really blasé terms, I know that that doesn't mean that the story's bad. It's just he's not a story guy. Yeah, he's 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 very old school in the way that story does not interest him. The tightness of performance and mechanics—that's yeah. what he's in gaming for, and so, that's more power to it. Yeah, so I know I know that's kind of the case, and you know you have to accept that when when dealing with with reviewers, and you know because everything's subjective. And and so when you see shit like this, where it's like, oh, this should be removed from Metacritic because it's not a valid review, and it's like, well, it is a valid review. It's a valid review because reviews are literally opinions. Yeah, and no, there is no piece of like I I believe that games are art, and the thing about art is it's subjective. It's up to interpretation, and it's up to a person to 
to decide whether they like it or not. There's loads of games that I love that there's no reason for anyone else to even like. Like, hell, I've been talking about Way of the Samurai earlier. That game is janky as fuck, and if someone would... And and I can imagine people playing it and utterly hating it, and you know what? I can totally understand that. Hell, I... My favourite game of all time is Final Fantasy VII. And you know what? That game's full of fucking problems, and especially to a modern audience, it's borderline unplayable. Absolutely. And that's totally understandable. The the thing is, you can't start deciding whose opinions on things are valid or not. Because ultimately, the things things like Metacritic, though I don't understand why you should give a shit, caring too much about it having a high average, it's like that doesn't take away from if you liked it. And the thing is, it's there to provide an average. It's not there to provide the best possible score. And the the real fucking problem with this is that it's not just it's not just gamers who are who are putting undue attention to Metacritic. It's developer. Well, it's publishers because publishers do really shitty things where they go, "Oh, um, if this game gets below a seventy percent on Metacritic, then you then the developers don't get a bonus." Irrelevant to the fact that the reason why it probably got a seventy is because the publisher pushed it out the door before the developers were finished with it. Oh, that's the inherent bullshit fucking hypocrisy and just nightmarish practices of the games industry. Yeah, and it's like, you lead to this stupid point where games critics are having to... are being told that they're not allowed to give something a low score because that could impact the wages of the developers. And that's just a bullshit system where... That's fucking blackmail. It's like, that, all that shit, that's got nothing to do with the reviewers, or even the developers. That's all square on the publishers. Stop shouting at reviewers for giving shitty reviews because they didn't like a game. They're allowed to not like a game. It's fine. Mm Mm-hmm. Ugh, it's fucking ridiculous. It's it's a fucking... It's a shitstorm of so much garbage from every direction. And the fact that fucking Troy Baker retweeted that and gave it fucking <sighs> legitimacy. I mean, he did He did basically say, yeah, afterwards, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. That was me being an idiot. Yeah, no shit, it was, it was you being an idiot. But he really shouldn't have done that in no. the first place. The thing is, I'm not going to hold that against him permanently, but at the same time, I'm, I'm glad that he acknowledged that, yeah, that was a fucking stupid thing to do. But that, that got awfully heavy for a moment there. But yeah, I, I guess the thing is, is just, yeah, try not to take Metacritic so seriously. No, Metacritic is fucking pointless. And even then, it's like, it's on an average. So if, like, Uncharted 4 got, got pretty good reviews pretty much all across the board. And maybe. I think, yeah, I don't think it got, like, I think it's, like, average is still, like, 80 something. It's pretty fucking high. Yeah. And it's like, okay, no, that, that's really good. And, like, just one or two people going, you know what, I don't like it, that means nothing. That that still is fantastic. Hmm. That's like let's like say out of a hundred people, ten people go. I'm not. I don't like this. If I make something and it gets above a five out of ten, I'm pretty happy. Exactly. <laughs> if it's better than average, then good on you. <sighs> Review scores don't affect your enjoyment of the game. You know what? One of my favorite games as a kid was Evil Zone, a PlayStation One fighting game that only had two buttons, and is I think it can be. Said fairly is kind of shit. Oh, it's complete fucking garbage, (laughs) but I really, I still really like it. Nostalgia goggles, of course, but like, I still really like that game. And I know that pretty much everyone else who's played it thinks it's hot garbage. And that's okay. And that's fine. I don't fucking care, (laughs) because I can still enjoy it. Yeah. There is, there is one more piece of news that is, is a lot, a lot nicer than, than getting angry at review scores. Is it, is it the fact that we're an aunt and uncle now? Yeah, we are, we are an auntie and an uncle now. Yeah, my, my, my little brother, he had a little baby. Well, he didn't, his, his, his de facto wife did. Um, and he, and he's a gorgeous little mlem lem machine. <laughs> he's like, oh, okay. His, his name, his name is James, although I prefer to call him Jumbo Jimmy John Bon Jovi. Yeah, as, as is your right, as his right, auntie. As his aunt. And um, I feel bad for my, my sister-in-law, because my brother and I are fuckheads when it comes to stuff like this, so I don't think we referred to him as his proper name more than once. <laughs> We've just been calling him stupid names all the time. Isn't that why you have a child, so you can name it something stupid and then laugh at it? Yeah, that's literally <laughs> what my brother and I have been doing, but in a really affectionate way, because Jumbo Jimmy John Bon Jovi is adorable. <laughs> And and we love him, and he's a bit of a mlem lem machine because he just keeps doing that weird thing with his mouth that babies do. Oh, they go mlem lem. Where they go mlem lem, yeah. 
So that that was a nice piece of uh, piece of news this week as well. Yeah, that, that's that's been uh, that's nice. Yeah. So we're auntie and uncle now, which is takes, really weird. Takes the heat off us that we don't have children from your parents. <laughs> Actually, no. My dad was like, so are you having kids yet? And I'm like, fuck you, dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't that direct. I just told them that he was old and his Alzheimer's was dangerous. But... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I guess we should probably wrap this up. We've been going for quite a while. Yeah, I guess on that note, we should probably leave. Um, thank you very, very much for listening to us rant and ramble and be nonsensical and weird. We really actually very much appreciate it. And, oh, if you're from Pornhub, hit us up. <laughs> we, c- we can make this work, sweetie. We'll figure this out. And now I've got to figure out um, the best uh, the best way to name this episode. Oh. Because what I've realized over the last, last few episodes is the weirder the name of the episode, the more views it gets. Okay, okay, you need to stop that because that's dangerously skeetering around the edge of like, clickbait. That is true, that is true, but when it's a quote of something from the episode, because I think the last one was called Grandma Saw My Dick Today. Which was in context. Which was all in context. It was in context, but yeah, um, so I ended up going pouring through the episode to try and find something that, that's well, amusing. we could always call this one, like, Doom for Boners and Overwatch Porn Makes T-Pain Angry. That's, that's so nonsensical. That sounds like either a Mad Lib or a uh, headline story of the Daily Mail. Uh, that sounds like something I say in my sleep. Which, again, yeah, I guess that fits in the first two categories as well. But no, we'll figure something out. Like, maybe people could start like giving us low ratings on Metacritic or something. <laughs> so we can, like, start a change.org position. Pis- petition. I can words. Yeah, hopefully uh, you won't be angry at us that we put a weird title up and that made you click it in the clickbaity kind of way. Um, sorry if it did. Uh, that's that's Wib's fault. Nothing to do with me. I told him not to, um, so I can still be your. <laughs> hey, favorite. come on! I don't. I don't put the titles in like all caps with like a million exclamation marks. Or you put some like ticks in there as well, or <sighs> smiley faces. God, I fuck. You know, it really drives me up the wall. Like seeing, like a couple of the like really big, um, like. Gameplay YouTubers who I won't say the name of, but you know who I'm talking about. I know about. exactly who you're talking about. Who, like, they. Half the titles are just in all caps, like, scariest game ever! Exclamation mark, exclamation mark, question mark, question mark. And it's like, I don't. I don't care. Tell me the name of the game you're playing in the title, and then I might watch it. I mean, I won't, because I don't watch your videos, but. Yeah. But. Ugh. Stop it. At least our clickbait is at least in context. <laughs> And that's what you get when you tune into the Misanthropod, folks. Honest clickbait titles. It's fine. No one's got to this point. It's too late in the podcast. Okay. No one's listening. Well, I'm going to say goodbye anyway, because I just feel guilty otherwise. So thank you for listening. And next time we'll try and have a less clickbaity title. <laughs> Bye. Bye.